the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We need a new sports network. Yeah, I was listening to uh, Will Kane on Fox last night. Now, he used to work at ESPN. He's now on uh, Fox and Friends on the weekends. And he said that there is no more left-leaning monolith in the country than sports media. Now, I've known for a while that most of my friends in the local sports media are liberal, and I'm sure that, uh, oh, and that's why very few of them, by the way, follow me on Twitter or don't mute me if they do follow me. Uh, And uh, it's probably the same nationally. I've always felt that, that it's all liberal. Anyway, that's okay. It's only sports, but the reason that Kane was talking about it was what happened to Michelle Steele at ESPN. She was suspended. I don't remember anything she's ever said or did on ESPN um, because I rarely watch it for anything other than games, but apparently she's pretty good. Here's what got her suspended, or at least part of what got her suspended. This is what she said when she was being interviewed on a podcast. If they make you choose a race, what are you going to put? Well, both. Barack Obama chose black, and he's biracial. Congratulations to the president. That's his thing. I think that's fascinating, considering his black, he's black that is nowhere to be found. His black father is nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. But okay, you do you. I'm going to do me. Listen, I'm pretty sure my white mom was there when I was born, and my white family loves me as much as my black family. Did you hear anything wrong there? I don't know. Maybe I missed it. We need the Unwoke Sports Network, an alternative to ESPN and the rest of the left-leaning sports networks. Uh, Clay Travis has the right idea with Outkick.com. It's doing well, but it's not on the scale of ESPN. The Unwoke Network could do in sports media what Fox News did to news, changed everything, and then took over. Just show the games. Talk about sports, no causes, no obsession with diversity. Just hire the best people, tell them to stick to sports. Or maybe even better would be to do what Fox did and hire mostly conservative sports reporters and cover sports the way Fox covers politics. It would be a winner, a big winner. Anyway, when we come back, we're going to follow up on our discussion yesterday about Facebook, Snapchat, and the ruining of a generation with a woman who wrote a book about it. Stick around. Right now, people are home with their pets more often, and I think especially with the shedding, they're more cognizant of what's going on and that it's an actual issue. Nala's got some skin issues. He gets really going and scratching. Excessive shedding, a lot of just scratching and itching. Digging, scratching and itching and biting. On top of that, he was starting to get black buildup in his ears. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just heard the Dynavite commercial so many times that I said, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I ordered it and tried it, and it worked. We started Dynavite, and in our first box, we noticed a difference, especially with the shedding. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. We've got four dogs, all different ages, all different sizes, and they've all just responded really well to the Dynavite, and they all love it. We will be using Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. We order our Dynavite from Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. 
Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 1231-21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Avian and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Yesterday, because of the Facebook whistleblower being in the news, I spent a, lot, a long time going over a piece written for The Atlantic in 2017 by Gene Twangy, a, a psychology professor at San Diego State, about how smartphones could be ruining a generation. She's also written a book called iGen, why today's super-connected kids are growing up less rebellious, more tolerant, and completely unprepared for adulthood, and what it means for the rest of us. She joins us now. Jane, thanks for being here. Charlie, Jean, sorry. Thanks Thank you. Uh, I want to make sure I got your last name right, too, uh, pronunciation. You got it. Okay, I thought I did. <laughs> okay. My wife's name is Jean, so I don't know, I don't know how I can make it make that mistake with you uh but anyway before we get to your book um i'd be interested in your take on the um on the whistleblower's testimony in the senate yesterday about facebook did any of what she said i'm i'm assuming you know some of the things she said did any of what she said surprise you you know her testimony really speaks to the greater problem here with facebook putting Profits over safety. That's how the whistleblower put it. And, you know, that's what we've really seen that we've known for years in the research that the longer a teen spends on social media, the more likely she is to be depressed. And now we know from Facebook's own research that they knew this um, and they knew exactly why. They looked at Instagram, which Facebook owns, and found that Instagram heightened body image concerns among teen girls, and that may be one of the main reasons that it's linked to depression. Yeah, and uh, and you've written a, a lot about that. So you wrote about this in a, a long piece for The Atlantic, as I mentioned, uh, back in 2017. Have things changed much at all since then, since you wrote the, the uh, that piece, which is, I think it was four years ago last month? Yeah, so, you know... We do know a little bit more now um, about some of the research on technology and happiness and depression. Um, You know, one piece of news is 
those increases in depression and unhappiness that I identified when um, that book excerpt came out in the Atlantic have unfortunately only grown worse. So at the time, depression rates had spiked about 60% um, between 2011 and 2015, which was the data available at the time. Now we have four more years of data, and those rates of depression among teens have now doubled. Wow. And, and you uh, pointed out um, in the piece that I, 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 I went through uh, the piece uh, in pretty much detail yesterday here, uh, that um, you were able to see right when the, uh, the numbers started to bounce a little bit more than you expect, it was right at the time when uh, the ownership of smartphones went over 50%, and that meant that most kids had them. Yeah, that's right. So most Americans owned a smartphone by the end of 2012. And that's also right around the same time that social media use among teens became much more popular. Because, you know, 10, 15 years ago, only about half of teens were on social media every day. And in more recent years, it's 85%, 90% among girls. So social media use over that same time moved from optional to mandatory, and that very well also might have something to do with that troubling increase in depression. Here's the thing that, that kind of bothers me about this, uh, Gina. I, uh, I, I mean, I'm listening to what the, the, uh, the Facebook um, so-called whistleblower um, said yesterday, and I've read your piece, and I've, I've spoken to you. You were on the show before. And I hear, you know, people saying, well, we got to get the government to jump in and then we got to get them to censor. We got to get them to uh, control it. I've seen it compared to the tobacco industry. This seems to me like a, a prime uh, example of uh, parental um, de- neglect. Uh, if, if you are a parent and you know that this little uh, device that your daughter, your 15, 14 year old daughter is carrying around with her, that uh, greatly increases the possibility that she's going to be, become depressed, if not commit suicide. Why would you allow her to have that device? Take it away. Well, if I'm a parent of three, yeah. and although I agree that parents have a large rate of role to play in this, I think we do need more regulation um, because if you're the only parent whose kid doesn't have a smartphone, your kid is left out. If your kid's the only one who doesn't have social media, your kid is left out. Yep. So th- this is the problem that we're facing. It's not just an individual problem with individual parents, individual kids. It's a problem at the level of the group. Social media is social. Mm-hmm. So the problem is you can't win. You're on social media and you're exposed to all this content. It takes away time for more beneficial activities and so on. You're not on social media, then you're socially left out. Yeah. So that's what teens tell me. They say they can't win. Yeah, I know, but um, I maybe I'm old, but I remember a time when your parents didn't care if you were left out of if if if, if you were being left out of something that was no good for you. That, that that you just said, well, that's too bad. You're going to be left out of that. Deal with it. Now I don't know what you know. I I don't have young kids anymore, and maybe it's easy for me to say that. But what and and I guess also what you're doing with your book and and the stuff that you're you, the work that you've been doing here the last several years. That educating, maybe the parents, just not enough parents know what you're about to say here on the radio and what you've said already. It's, they don't know about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's, it's hard because, you know, most of us parents these days didn't grow up with these technologies. Uh, and the way they're presented by Facebook and other social media companies is that they're beneficial. You'll never be lonely. You'll always be able to be connected. And you know, at first, I think that's what many people thought uh, social media was going to be. And it wasn't until later that we began to see the negatives. Yeah. and I mean, I, I grew up at a time when uh, long hair was uh, looked down upon and kids were getting kicked out of school because their hair was too long. Uh, And there were some parents who let their kids have long hair because they wanted to be in. And I know that's a different thing, but uh, there were other parents who didn't care if the the kid was um, not in with the in crowd by having his hair not down to his shoulders. That's just the way it's going to be. I'm the boss. I'm the parent. This is the way it's going to be. I... 
I, I, I just I, I just wonder how much of this is just um, exposing parents' inability to control their kids. Well, I do have some sympathy in this in this way that it, it is a very hard thing. Um, I, I think particularly with phones. And if you you know leave leave social media aside for a moment. Okay. Smart smartphones are amazing. The you know there it's not just the convenience factor. It's you know when you need to figure out where you're going or mm-hmm. yeah. uh, send a quick text saying that you're late or you know actually practice as it as it is it as at the pool at this high school and not this one this weekend. All of this stuff is indispensable, mm-hmm. and it's just a, a very difficult thing to say, especially if you have a kid who's, say, 16 or 17 and driving. No, you, you, know, you, you can't yeah. have a phone. Right. Before that, I think you can, you can get away with it, but even then, it makes things logistically difficult. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because my grandson, uh, just a, a couple of weeks ago, um, I asked him, and he's a smart kid. Uh, he's uh, in college. I, I, he, he wasn't aware of a uh, the name of a, of where a street was, which is a pretty main drag in in the neighborhood where we all grew up in. He wasn't really sure how to get there, and it's because he's never really paid any attention to street names or how, how he gets places. He gets in his car and he tells his phone where he wants to go and he's directed there so the kids don't know the names of, of the roads and the streets that they I don't, i'm talking about streets that are three streets away if somebody said go to you know jones avenue he doesn't know where it is yeah this this is the balance that that we have yeah. to strike between how helpful technology can be yeah but then we also have to make sure it doesn't interfere with things we might need to know okay let, let's take a look at the title of your book uh, iGen, why today's super-connected kids are growing up less rebellious, more tolerant, and completely unprepared for adulthood, and what it means for the rest of us. It's a great title, uh, but let's start with uh, why are super-connected kids less rebellious? And is that a bad thing? I guess it must be. They should be a little bit rebellious. Yeah, I think, I think it's some of both. Uh, most generational trends are not all bad or all good, and what... I'm, I'm evoking with that phrase is today's teens, so iGen, they're just less likely to take risks. So that has some things most people would consider good, like they're less likely to drink alcohol, yet also it means that they, they can be very cautious. Sometimes that means they're cautious about having conversations with other people if they might disagree which are probably useful conversations to have. Um, and it may mean they don't want to take risks in life. And you learn a lot when you take risks in life. So there's trade-offs involved in a lot of these trends. How about more tolerant? They are now more tolerant. That's a good thing, but maybe so, oh, maybe there's even a, a little too much of that? Well, you know, I think it, I think it depends. So um, what I'm meaning there is that this generation grew up with um, an acceptance of difference, that if you're a different race or you know, different sexual orientation and you're going to the same school, well, that's cool. You know, that's who you are. And so it's that acceptance of, of people's identities that I think is a real strength uh, of this generation. And why are they less happy? Well, all the stuff that we have been discussing, social media, smartphones has a lot to do with it because the way teens spend their time outside of school is fundamentally shifted. So it's not just that they're spending more time on their phones and on social media. They're spending less time with each other face-to-face and they're spending less time sleeping. And that is not a good formula for happiness or mental health. They're spending less time sleeping because they're lying in bed at night looking at their phone and and uh, communicating one way or another with their friends uh, in, into the middle of the night? That is uh, likely one of the reasons why they're sleeping less, yes. What would another, other reasons be? What does this have to do with sleep, you know, the, the, the smartphone? Well, it is pretty common um, for, for kids to, you know, wake up in the middle of the night or stay up too late. Um, looking at their phones and on other devices, you know, when uh, their parents think that they're sleeping. A lot of adults do that, too. It's hard to put those technologies down. 
The other thing is if you're looking at the phone right before you go to bed, the blue light from the device shines into your eyes and tricks your brain into thinking it's still daytime, and then it's difficult to fall asleep quickly and get a good night's sleep. Wow, and that's that's interesting because that's that applies not just to kids. I, that's I, right. I, I've been known to be looking at my iPad the last thing I do before I go to bed. And that's go to sleep, really, I mean. really common, and yeah. it's really bad for your sleep. Really? Yep. What am I going to do, Gene? I... <laughs> I can't can't go reading a book or something like that. Oh, my gosh. I know. People have been falling asleep for centuries without iPads. It is possible to do. Um, So, yeah, read read a book. Um, You can watch TV. TV has blue light as well. But if you're watching a traditional TV from farther away, and then you can wear some orange safety glasses, you can buy them online for like 10 bucks. Yeah then that helps because TV is not as psychologically stimulating as most of what you do on a phone or an iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to just worry about the blue light factor. Okay, and, and all of this uh, is sum up in your title, why they're less prepared for adulthood. Um, what, what makes... Uh, are there some ways uh, that they are more prepared for adulthood by this, or is it mostly less prepared? So there's some trends with teens now that, again, are trade-offs. They're good in some ways and bad in others. That uh, if you look at high school seniors now, they're less likely to have a driver's license than they were 20 or 30 years ago. They're less likely to have a paid job. They're less likely to date, to drink alcohol, to go out without their parents. So those are some positive trends in there. However... Also means they are graduating from high school without as much experience with independence, mm-hmm. and that's the origin of that part of the subtitle about potentially not being prepared for yeah. adulthood. I've written many times in columns I've written on other subjects uh, a simple line that words can't describe how glad I am to have grown up when I did, and you just gave a really good reason <laughs> right there for why I'm glad that I did. We didn't have them when I was a kid. Uh, there have always been generational divides. Uh, how is this different? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, from what you said earlier, I'm guessing that you're a boomer. Yes, and I am. Yeah, there's a, there is obviously a big generation gap, right, between mm-hmm. boomers and their parents. Oh, yeah. With long hair and the Vietnam War yep. and uh, racial segregation and all kinds of other issues. So there, the divide was based on politics and values. And, of course, we still have some of that now. Now a lot of the generational difference is based on these experiences with technology, particularly with smartphones and social media. And, you know, I think the most troubling piece of the generational divide is these very high levels of depression with iGen or, or Gen Z that, this really sudden increase in depression and self-harm and anxiety among teens is really unprecedented. And I think that is one of the biggest problems that we face today with so many young people struggling with mental health issues. Well, and again, that, that, everything that you're saying just brings me back to the same thing. I'm sorry, but, you know, depression is a pretty, pretty um, uh, important uh, thing. Uh, and, and a dreadful thing for someone going through it. And, um, you know, the schools allow the kids to bring the smartphones into school with them. Uh, I just think there are ways that the kids could be at least have their, their dependency and their time spent with a, uh, with, a, with a smartphone decreased with a little bit of effort. It just doesn't seem like there's any effort to, to, to decrease it. Yeah, I, I agree completely that, you know, these are these devices can be used for good, and if they're used in a limited way, you know we can still keep them, but try to limit their use. Such as no phones during the school day, yeah. bell to bell. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea that I think would would help a lot. Enforcing the age limits on social media and maybe raising them. Right now, it's thirteen, and it's not even enforced. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine if we said, okay, twenty-one is the drinking age, but we're not going to ask for ID, and we're not, you know, we don't really care. That's yeah. effectively what we're doing right now with yeah. social media. Yep. Yeah. 
Hey, Gene, I'm, I'm out of time. I want to give you the name of the book again. Uh, iGen, Why Today's Super Connected Kids Are Growing Up Less Rebellious, More Tolerant, and Completely Unprepared for Adulthood, and What It Means to the Rest of Us. I think if uh, more parents read your book, there'd be kids spending less time with their smartphones. So uh, I think you're doing some good stuff out there. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks very much. Okay. That's Gene Twangy, and we will be right back. SRN News. I'm John Scott. The high school shooting suspect in the Dallas-Fort Worth area is now in custody. The shooting earlier at Timberview High School in Arlington. Four people were injured. The suspect identified as 18-year-old Timothy George Simpkins. Once again, he has been apprehended. President Biden's national security advisor holding talks with China's top diplomat this week. At a time of heightened tensions between the world's two largest economies, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan will meet with China's top diplomat in Zurich, Switzerland. The White House said the talks will follow through on a pledge by both President Biden and Chinese President Xi to boost communication. It will be Sullivan's first face-to-face meeting with Yang since acrimonious exchanges between the two in Alaska back in March. Greg Clugston. Washington. Stocks have turned higher now. The Dow is up seven points. The Nasdaq ahead 44. This is SRN News. Listener that stands out that I worked with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders and, you know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores. And just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year, finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. End of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Meadow, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Dot or corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. Licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Dennis Prager admits to a personal problem. You are sitting, my dear producer, with the biggest sucker for, uh, what is it, clickbait in America. How does so-and-so, whom I never heard of in my life, look now? I didn't know how he or she looked then. There's something about me that you, my listeners, would not have expected. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The answer. The pandemic has caused families to spend more time in close quarters than ever before. But if you're noticing an emotional distance between you and your child because of their drug or alcohol use, you may not know where to turn. Partnership to End Addiction can help. With free guidance, support, and resources, we work directly with families and communities across the country to help save lives. And we can help you, too. To End Addiction, start with connection. Reach out to us at drugfree.org. If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. 
Major backup on the Parkway East inbound crash blocks the left lane as you approach the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. It is a solid jam from Greensburg Pike on down. Outbound also solid Boulevard of the Allies up to Edgewood Swissvale. On the Parkway West, you're going to see delays there also outbound from 79 to Ridge Road, inbound heavy green tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound 28 also stacking up Grand Avenue up to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. Tonight we'll see mostly cloudy skies. It will be mild with a low of 61. Tomorrow, remaining warm with more clouds than sunshine. You can expect a brief afternoon shower for tomorrow. We'll reach a high of 77. Some sunshine on tap for Friday, then it will turn cloudy with a couple of showers in the afternoon. Friday will reach a high of 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, the latest, uh, the latest uh, Quinnipiac poll has the big guy with a 38% approval rating, and I'd bet it's lower than that. Uh, he gets booed everywhere he goes. Uh, the midterms are 13 months away, and the next presidential election is almost uh, is more than three years away. So uh, what's going on out there? No Washington writer does a better job of finding out what's going on outside the Beltway than Selena Zito of the Washington Examiner, a Pittsburgh kid. Uh, and uh, Selena, uh, Zito.com, you can find her there. Also, she joins us now. Selena, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks so much for having me. So, um, and I, you are a Pittsburgh person. I just, well, I like to throw that in every time. Um, I'm a yinzer. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you went to Beaver County uh, looking for ripples that will turn into waves. And what did you find? Um, well, you know, if you wanted to know where the, the, to start the diagram to begin a wave, to, to show how a wave begins. I would argue that you don't go to Washington, D.C. You stay in in places like western Pennsylvania, in particular Beaver County, although I always want to say Beaver County like Joe DiNardo said, Beaver County. Um, and, and you listen and you talk and you try to understand what is important to voters. And, and to be honest, John, it's always quite simple. It's about security, mm-hmm. but it is, it is also about um, roads and bridges, and it's also about bringing prosperity to their area, but about not being forgotten and about their their way of life not being pushed aside. Mm-hmm. And and I think what is unique about Beaver County, um, in particular Midland, which is where I was. Uh, Midland is a very good representation of the state. It, even though it is a very small town, it has the, essentially the same racial makeup as the entire state. And it is a, it is a ta- it is, it is part of a county that has flipped several times in the past few years. In 2002, um, a Republican Melissa Hart represented that area within by 2006 there was a wave that happened um democrat voters independents democrats and republicans were unsatisfied and unhappy with republicans and they sent them a message by um sending jason altmeyer to uh to washington dc uh jason promised to be something um, very different to represent the community However, when the as soon as the health care vote came up, you know, that was not why people sent him to Washington. And so he first lost in a in a primary election to Mark Chris and then Mark Chris lost to Republican uh, Keith Roffis. And then Keith Roffis lost to Connor Lamb and Connor Lamb, a Democrat. Is, is now not going to run for that seat. Uh, I mean, I can't get inside of his head, but I suspect it's either because this seat is going to look more Republican because of reapportionment and, and re, redistricting and or the seat isn't going to exist at all and or the fact that Americans are very unhappy with Democrats. The problem in American elections is not with the people 
It is, however, with the people we send to Washington. We are sending them, we vote them in, and we vote uh, because um, of what they run on, right? And the message we send them is, okay, you promised this, you promised that. Okay, I'm going to send, I'm going to take a chance on you. I'm going to send you to Washington. And as soon as we get to Washington, they're like, oh, wow, we have a mandate. They love us. No, they just like you. They just like the Republicans and or Democrats less. It's not about loving you. They're just mad at the other guy. Yeah. Um, and just ex- your your piece is about waves and the, the, the fact that the people are, I think this is what you were getting at, was that the people uh, who are looking for waves uh, miss the ripples before the waves come. And so you're looking exactly. for ripples right now. So. Uh, does that like we have the uh, the midterms coming up a year from uh, next month uh, at this time next year, we'll be talking a lot about the midterms. But uh, is there a wave out there right now or when do the waves show up and, and when do the ripples start to show up that you should be looking for to, so you can be ready for the waves? Well, I think the, the evidence for me that Melissa Hart was in trouble was in the spring of two. Uh, and or, or, or the winter of 2005, and I went to an Italian sons and daughters um, event um, in in Beaver County, and they were all they all were reacting and loving Jason Altmaier, and I'm like, they love Melissa Hart in Beaver County. What is this all about? So it wasn't specifically about Melissa per se, but it was about. They believed that the Republican Party was not listening to them. They believed that the Republican Party at that time was spending too much money. They were. They believed the Republican Party at that time had lost lost touch with the common man. They had. And so they felt safe sending someone like Jason Altmaier to to Washington because he was a moderate, he was pro gun, he was pro life, he was pro fiscal responsibility. He didn't he didn't look and act like a Washington Democrat, so they felt comfortable with sending him there. And in turn, his party essentially gave him no choice but to have to fall in line with whatever they were doing in in Washington, which was not with what the voters of Beaver County wanted. So they booted him out. So what's interesting is I I just saw a tweet from Bernie Sanders uh, just a half hour ago, and it's amazing because of what you just said. Um, He said, and I don't have it in front of me right now, but he said, nobody has uh, a right to... to, um, no, you you don't have a right to to vote uh, to not join the forty eight p. I wish I had it in front of me here. Um, anyway, he said that the two people are holding out right now uh, on the uh, on the three point two trillion dollar whatever it is uh, ridiculous package that they're trying to push through. They don't have a right to hold it up. Two people. That's what he said. Two people don't have a right to hold up what forty eight people voted for, which is kind of what, what which yeah. is the purpose of voting. You know, but that's what he said. Yeah. So he doesn't think that any Democrats allowed to, to, to disagree with him. See, people are sent to people like Connor Lamb or um, or before him, Keith Rothfuss or U.S. Senator Bob Casey or U.S. Senator Pat Toomey are sent to Washington um, to represent their states. They are not sent to Washington to represent their party. Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema are the ones that have it right. They are the ones within the Democratic Party who have it right. They are voting their conscience. They are voting their state. They are not voting their political party. And there should be more representatives behaving that way and thinking that way than, than behaving the way that Bernie Sanders is behaving, which, by the way, reminds me of a bully in high school who's telling you, you got to do it our way or you're out. You can't play with us anymore. Well, you know what? I don't think Manchin or Cinema cares to play with anyone. They want to represent their state, and they are doing the right thing. Now, are they doing the right thing? I know you can't get inside their heads either. Are they doing the right thing because they're doing the right thing? Or are they doing the right thing because they live there and they know that they, if they don't go the direction they're going, they're not going to go back to Washington? 
I don't think, and 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 I, I remember interviewing Joe Manchin, who I've covered for 20 years. Um, I remember Joe Manchin in 2018. He was getting pressure to support the Trump tax cuts. Uh-huh. I think it was the Trump tax. It was something. He was getting pressure um, to support it. And someone, there was a reporter in the room that said, um, well, you know, if you don't do this or that, um, you might lose an election. You might lose your election. And he, he, you know, he used colorful language saying that he didn't give a blank, blank, blank about an election. He gave a blank about his state. Yeah. So they care about their state. I would love to see that from more senators across the party on a variety of different issues have the spine to be able to do the things that they're doing. It, and, and if they don't get reelected, I don't think either of them care. Oh, okay. Well, this is the this is what uh, Sanders said. Two people do not have the right to sabotage what forty eight want. If that doesn't sum up the way the Democrats are thinking right now, uh, that anybody who goes against the grain uh, that you know doesn't toe the line. Uh, the line that's uh, drawn by um, Nancy Pelosi doesn't doesn't deserve to be in office, and you you don't. This is they don't have the right to vote against what the forty eight people. Want. That's just unbelievable. The stupidity of that is beyond belief. What Bernie Sanders is saying is everything that's wrong with American politics. Yep. It's what's been wrong with American politics since after George Washington. It began with John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. By the way, I would argue that Thomas Jefferson was the worst. Uh, He literally had a newspaper publisher in his in the Department of State to go after John Adams because he knew he was going to run against him after Washington finished his second term. And that, you know, I mean, yes, American politics has always been a blood sport. But I would I would say that we need to place more mansions and cinemas in office who who might not do everything you want, um, but you know that they will stand on the position that best represents your state. Mm -hmm. And And that that is an important distinction. Yeah, and that's what uh, I think that's what you should be making the decision to reelect somebody based on is not whether they did what the party wanted, but if they did what you and your neighbors in your state wanted or in your district. Right. And and I would argue that that we are still live in a center right country. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that that is right where cinema and, and mansion are. They don't do everything that conservatives love. But they are center right, and and they are very reflective of the mood of the country, which is why you. I mean, Joe Biden was sent to Washington to to be this sort of calming force mm-hmm. to to you know to tamp down unite everything us. that Donald yeah. Trump right and unite us. He has done the exact opposite. <laughs> he has, he, and he has been held hostage by the progressives. The progressives are never going to like him, no matter how hard he tries to um, to cater to them. He's too slow. He's too old. And in their point of view, he's too white. Mm-hmm. And he is never going to be their guy. Yep. Well, we're talking. And go ahead. Go ahead. And, and and so his he, he I think what is remarkable about this polling is is that everyone's sort of shocked by it but you know i live in western pennsylvania and i see i saw the decline with biden on day one when he issued the executive order on the pipeline and on um um, doing hydraulic fracturing um on on federal lands that meant jobs. All of a sudden, Build Back Better was like, Build Back Better, but not with you people, right. with other people. Yeah, um, and, um, you know, you, you you were talking about ripples. What are the ripples that you saw or are seeing, if, if not in Beaver County, but everywhere else where you're traveling around? Well, honestly, the first ripples of a, of a red wave I actually saw in the state and Senate elections in Western Pennsylvania, Devlin Robertson, Robinson, Rob McCurry. These are seats that were not supposed to be picked up by Republicans. Democrats were supposed to have huge sweeps in the state house and the state Senate. 
and, and instead, um, candidates and now elected officials like Robinson and like uh, McCurry won seats in in these areas, in these suburban areas where people said nobody wanted conservatives anymore. Well, it turned out that they did. This is a lot of them didn't like Donald Trump, uh, mostly on his comportment. And so yeah. that's, I actually saw the beginnings of this red wave in 2020, in, in the general, in, in that election, all across our state. Democrats were supposed to pick up um, six down pallet seats. They didn't. In fact, they lost five seats. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to pick up two congressional spe- seats, pa- um, Scott Perry's in, in Cumberland County and Brian Fitzpatrick's in Bucks County. They didn't. Well, and so those, those were the signs of the ripple already. I, I have a minute left. Uh, we're talking to Selena Zito of the Washington Examiner and selenazito.com. Last question. Uh, you've been doing this for a long time. I came out the other day and suggested that uh, chasing people into the bathroom should become a new thing. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm wondering if you think that could be the start of a trend where people just camp out in front of bathrooms in D.C. Lord Almighty, I hope not. But um, <laughs> I, I, I just... I was just sort of surprised by how many people, um, in particular female Democrat women, thought that that was okay, Mm -hmm. who just a few months ago were talking about all the quote-unquote damning things that Donald Trump did about women, and I never saw anybody um, chase uh, a woman in the bathroom in in his administration, Um, and it's just... It's just incredibly disturbing. Yeah. Well, I, I think, like, the media should chase Ben Roethlisberger into the men's room over there at uh, <laughs> Heinz Field, ask him why he missed those, you know, a couple of deep passes there in the game. Hey, <laughs> that's a good trend to start. Be entertaining anyway. Hey, Selena, I appreciate you coming on, as always. Thanks for having me. People can check out my work at selenazito.com. Thanks okay. so much for All having right. me. All right. We love our cellular shades from Blinds.com. They're beautiful and make our entire house feel more like home. Thousands of customers update their home every month with Blinds.com. Whether you just moved to a new place or just want to give your home a little love this fall, go to Blinds.com for brand new window treatments and make your house feel more like home. Blinds.com makes it easy and affordable to upgrade your whole house with the latest styles, premium materials, and even motorization with no hidden fees or misleading quotes. Not sure where to start? Get advice from a Blinds.com professional design consultant for free. Whether you want to do it yourself or have them handle the measuring and installation for you, Blinds.com has you covered with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Go to Blinds.com now to shop and save up to 35% off site-wide. That's Blinds.com for up to 35% off. Blinds.com. Pay over time with PayPal credit at Blinds.com. PayPal credit is subject to credit approval. Visit Blinds.com slash PayPal for details. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm Andy Solomon. If you see something, say something is more than just a slogan. It's how we protect our communities. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security's If You See Something, Say Something campaign program manager Ryan Streeter shares more. To keep our communities safe, it's important for us to stay alert and report suspicious activity. If you see suspicious activity, report it to the nearest local law enforcement agency. Be ready to describe what and who you observed as well as when, where, and why it was suspicious. September 25th marks the fourth annual If You See Something, Say Something Awareness Day, and DHS is encouraging everyone to participate. Use hashtag Day to post on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook to share why recognizing and reporting suspicious activity is important to you. You can also visit our website for more ideas and share important resources to inform others. To learn more, visit dhs.gov slash day. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. 
Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty. Warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. When was the last time you watched your home movies? Do you have a VCR anymore? What about a film projector? With technology constantly changing, most families don't have a way to enjoy their recorded memories, trapped on VHS, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos. That's why we created Legacy Box over a decade ago. Legacy Box is an affordable mailed-in kit to have your aging media digitized to DVD, thumb drive, or the cloud. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the U.S. Imagine being able to easily relive weddings, graduations, baby's first steps, and more. Get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the whole family together and begin the trip down memory lane. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering 40% off. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get an exclusive 40% off. Buy today to take advantage of this incredible offer and send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, it's not my job to sell books for anybody, but uh, I just, the more I think about it, I think about it again during the break there, uh, how important the book is that we talked to uh, Jane Twangy about, uh, Jean Twangy about, uh, iGen, why today's super connected kids are growing up less rebellious, more tolerant, and completely unprepared for adulthood, and what it means for the rest of us. It's one of the longest titles in book history. But uh, if you're listening to me, uh, right, well, you are listening to me right now. I mean, what do you mean, if? You are. If, of course you're listening to me. Anyway, you are listening to me right now, and I'm just going to, I think it's safe to say that if you have a teenage son or daughter or a gr- uh, granddaughter or a son, uh, right now, as we speak and as you're listening, they are holding a cell phone and looking at it. I, I mean, if you just if you were able to put a camera on them and watch them all day, if you clicked on that camera right now, you'd see them looking at their phone. That's the way it works. And I, it just seems to me that what Jean uh, is doing is really important stuff. And, you know, she's talking about depression and suicide. Those are pretty important, uh, pretty disastrous things to have happen to your kid. And if you think that there's a chance that, I mean, these people are putting masks on their kids because there's a one in a zillion chance that they might get COVID and die. And they're, every day they, they go out the door with their cell phone that's going to increase the chances of them uh, becoming depressed and or committing suicide. Parents need to get together and come up with a plan to keep the phones out of the kids' hands for a while. Don't let them use them as much. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're trying hard enough. That's just me. Easy for me to say. I don't have teenage kids at home, but I think it's something that uh, Jean's on to. Everybody ought to pay attention. I hope she sells a zillion books. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.